Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Triple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. And that and that and that and that Never give up on the Steelers. We can't speculate and recollate. We know that the Steelers are one of the most negative fan bases out there uh you know survey says three out of four social media posts are negative making us well we're not the worst fan base but we are the uh fourth worst (laughs) fan base (laughs) and it was never more on display than in the last what 72 hours 70 since monday morning yes uh this is what jen's talking about only on Behind the Steel Curtain. Mm -hmm. We are the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreiss, here every week with Greg Benevent. Hello! And... Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, free agency. It what you know, legal tampering. It was yeah. We're, we have we just started free agency. By the time we're sitting down, legal tampering just ended. And and we put the tampering in legal tampering. We certainly didn't put the legal part in it. No. <laughs> and and Steeler fans were certainly uh, it, maybe it's not illegal to post like this, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it maybe it, it was also some tampering. Perhaps it could be frowned upon. Yeah, certainly. Uh. Let's get to the tweets. 
Oh, okay, gosh. We'll do this a little chronologically, okay? Mm -hmm. Because let's start at the beginning of the legal tampering. Some of this was before legal tampering started. (laughs) I don't think the sun had risen on Monday Mm -hmm. when uh, people were already starting to freak out. Mm -hmm. Let's go to at Foster 8895. This is Baku. Mm -hmm. Wow, huge Colbert. You're getting so many big moves done in a division that is stacked with young talent and competition. Uh, just uh, let's keep it going here at Tokyo X Mo. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Morgan, I think, from the Yin's hers. Do something, Steelers. Mm. How about at a Tebe Taylor? So Steelers aren't going to do anything. Cool. Let's keep us stuck in the old ways. Uh, reminder: the old ways is why we're the most winningest franchise in this century. Well, I, a second winningest franchise yeah. this century. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was before. I know some people maybe don't know the ins and outs of the NFL offseason schedule. Certainly, but this is before uh, free agency, before legal tampering, and people were off their rockers already. Well, I mean, I, I, I keep coming back to trying to look at this optimistically in the idea that like this is what you do instead of coffee. Like it's Monday morning, the workday sucks, you have a lot ahead of you, how am I going to invigorate myself? And it's, I will yell about the Steelers on social media. Uh, I'm always understanding of fans that are freaking out when the game is going badly, when the pre-legal tampering segment is perhaps not going as well as you had hoped, I tend to be less understanding. You know, they what they they expected the Steelers to be like Uncle Scrooge diving into pits of money and just I don't know what like throwing it to like this was before throwing it to names they'd heard of. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's the problem. Guys that have already done great things that have nothing left. You know, but but by the end of the day, even Monday, this was mm-hmm. before. This was just by the end of the day Monday. We still hadn't even had made our all all of our moves yet. Mm-hmm. And as uh, as at Renegade Adam uh, told us, Adam Steele. PFF has Steelers as the fourth most improved team after Monday. So these people were just crying and crying uh, only to be, I mean, hell, maybe we're the new Cleveland Browns. We're the new uh, March champs. (laughs) Well, I mean, as someone that spent pretty much every moment I can on this podcast talking about how terrible PFF's rankings are for like players during a game, I imagine they're even worse for after the first day of legal tampering. (laughs) So if it makes you mad that PFF had the Steelers is the fourth most improved team after the day you deserve it well i mean and and i gotta really uh tip my tip my cap give my cap to the all the pittsburgh media because they were the ones melting down the most all right particularly after mitch was signed oh yeah yeah a lot of this was coming as the mitch i mean these were some of the dumb i thought i mean we saw some dumb tweets last season but these were some of the dumb i might i need i might need darth uh help here let's yeah dumb just the dumbest um let's get to him here we've got at blitzberg colbert is done in pittsburgh he just doesn't have it anymore uh how about at mark Cabali? there has to be a bigger picture to this plan there was how about Ooh, andrew filipponi at the pony express i might have a mental breakdown on air today as opposed to every other day i mean this guy is a living meltdown uh how about uh, at Neil Kulong? Excuse me, I'm going to throw up. Oh God! How about how about our own Michael Beck at Michael Beck 56? Steelers aren't getting better. Ah, uh, 
Oh, one more. I got one more dumb one. This is at Steelers Mafia. Disappointed Steelers fan. See how effed we are now? Ben should have never came back after the elbow surgery. Then we should have tanked the 2019 season for Justin Herbert. Uneffing real. Oh my god, do they get any dumber? Ugh. That's that that that's that's a bad Monday afternoon. Again, this I mean this is Carbali's point was right about there has to be a bigger picture to this plan because it was I think yeah it was because because they were. I don't know. So much of these people's disappointment comes from having this bizarre expectation that the Steelers were going to go out and get this big quarterback that they were never, ever going to get in the first place. Someone like an Aaron Rodgers, someone like uh, uh, Russell Wilson. So when this thing they created in their minds didn't happen, then they were disappointed by this other thing they created in their minds of <laughs> the Steelers not going out and getting this big name offensive lineman who this like Teron Armstead person, someone who I believe as we sit here today is still unsigned. <laughs> so it, um, yeah, so it, 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 you know, I, 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 I get the idea of being disappointed seeing when Mason Cole was signed because there was a distinct feeling at the time about, oh, what if this is the last guy they're going to sign for the offensive line? And then you realize, OK, it's still 4 p.m. on Monday. Like yeah. it's they're not playing on St. Patrick's Day. There's so, so, so much that can happen between now and then, just as we saw last year in the opposite direction with the offensive line. Well, we'll get into the Trubisky stuff uh, later in the show. Oh, there's a lot to get there uh, but sure no there is. but i love the 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 you know this was especially in the media like no we don't we're not trading for rogers that's too much we're not trading for russ wilson no that's too much we're not trading for deshaun watson way too much we're not trading for jimmy garoppolo way too much Oh, we got Mitch Trubisky. Oh, what's the plan? There's no plan here. What's going on? Well, I think I think you're conflating a lot of different media people into one place. Like, for example, <laughs> Philip Pody's having his mental breakdown because he wanted them to make all of those trades for all of those people. <laughs> it, um, but yeah, it's it's the, it, I, I I certainly didn't want them to trade a lot of those picks for any of those people or trade anything for Jimmy G. But um, but yeah, it, it it there is certainly again this is being disappointed that. You're forcing yourself to be disappointed over the forced, unrealistic expectation you had before that. It's you know, it, it was, and it's specifically the, these uh, lo Pittsburgh media personalities. You know, it's almost like, oh, uh, I, you know, I'm, it's like clout chasing. I'm looking for something that's gonna get everyone fired up at 8 a.m. on the first day of legal tampering. <laughs> um, you know, the the media was way more in meltdown mode than the fans, which were in uh, pretty crappy form themselves. So. Uh, shame on new media. Shame, shame. Um, we, uh, you know, we got to talk about hmm. the uh, some of the good things about uh, that the legal tampering and the beginning of free agency. Okay, uh, because you know we do it the Steelers' way, mm -hmm. and uh, the Steelers' way is about making your own comeback. You know. <laughs> Right? Yes. OG fans know about this, you know? <laughs> so the names will all change in some other towns. But the main Steelers way is to stay around. Don't need to go around and shop because we know just what we got. Welcome back. This is a product of your journey. I'm thinking I'm back. And your journey's not over yet. The show goes on! This is my home! That's right. 
the Steelers way is to bring back our own. And we did. We brought, it was, uh, it was, you know, I hope no one cleaned out their lockers who, who we, because we had, uh, Molette, uh, Killebrew, mm-hmm. Chooks, Haskins, Adams, Spillane, uh, Hassenauer, mm-hmm. Marcus Al, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we the whole gang was back. <laughs> and the whole gang of the backups were back. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and, and, and Steelers Nation couldn't be more upset about it. Uh, at Big Rashad Ahmad. Mm-hmm. We can't really have Arthur Molette be the full-time guy in the slot. That's not going to cut it. That's not what you're looking for as we sit here right now. Yin's cool with that? I ain't. Who has a problem with uh, Molette? Well, I think it, 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 the only part of this that's really, really true is that's what you're looking at as we sit here right now. Again, as we sit here right now, it's not even St. Patrick's Day. That's so. There's no, any, no one signing, suiting up for anything. If by the time, I mean, sure, with an entire year in the system, I'm sure Millette can be an even better slot guy. But uh, you know, it's there's there's far worse options out there than Mollette that would have probably cost much more. I mean, wasn't he? I, you know, he was probably. I, I'll go in and say, was he our best run stopper in the secondary? I mean, Hayden uh, certainly yeah. is a good run stopper, but I think Mollette. Uh, and and you know line of scrimmage attack mm-hmm. on some of those you know wide out screens and in the running game I think that he served well in that oh yeah absolutely and I think uh, so much of the reaction to Mallette is always going to be disappointed about being unable to sign Mike Hilton and the uh, due to the salary cap going down due to the pandemic I think so that's Mallette is always going to be held to an un- excuse me unreasonable standard how about uh, at Witherspoon Z. Deshaun mm. to Pittsburgh. Do not tell me we're letting Spoon walk for Miles effing Killebrew. <laughs> I mean, come on, Killebrew was uh he he won the game for us in Buffalo. Well, not just that. This is that you're getting upset because you can't read a depth chart. They only play the Miles Killebrew and Witherspoon only play the same position technically, in that they're in the same meeting room occasionally. If Killebrew's out there covering people, so many injuries have happened that nothing really means anything at this point. It, Killebrew's a great special teams player. I'm glad they brought him back. That's uh, you, you you win games by having guys like Miles Killebrew on special teams, as we saw in Buffalo. I, you know, I would think if if we wanted to move on from Derek Watt. Um, you know, say they're talking about bringing a Connor Hayward in or something. Mm-hmm. I think Killebrew would probably be uh, a special teams captain. Yes, I think that's exactly right. That's a very good point. All right. Well, the one that the Steelers Nation hated the most was our right tackle. Mm. Uh, let's go to at Teresa Varley. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Chooks himself on resigning. Mm-hmm. Just being coached by Mike Tomlin and knowing everything he is doing, it will be different not having been around. I want to be part of that change. Uh, Look, we hey, Mike Tomlin is the reason. He's saying it right there. Just being coached by Mike Tomlin and knowing everything he's doing. That's the only reason he wants to come back. Oh yeah, and it's and well, the the, the money certainly helped too, you know, but it's, <laughs> you know, but he had options. I mean, that's the thing about Jukes. He could have signed elsewhere. Other people were putting up money. I'm not sure folks realize that. It's and again, like I was saying a minute ago about the being disappointed about your expectations, it's people People like Chooks, as, as flawed as he was as a player, is one, he's not terrible. And two, there is a market out there for guys like that. And that's so what you're being upset about is he ended up costing more money than you thought, whereas other guys maybe cost less money than you thought. 
So it's the market is what you're always trying to predict with these people, guys are going to get paid. That's never 100% accurate. Yeah, all these amateur Omar Khans out there who were like, well, Mitch Trubisky's going to get 10 million. Right. Uh, you know, and this guy's going to get this million. No one, no, no one got it on the, on, no one mm-hmm. got it right out there. All these exactly. people predicting, which almost makes you think, why are we even trying to predict this stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just we got the signing and now he's on the roster. That's really all that matters <laughs> is from the fan. Uh, standpoint. Well, that and also too, I think the fans are right to be uh, 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 concerned about whether did you sign so much for this money that it pre- can preclude you from signing someone else. But as we've seen, that did not happen with the Chuke signing. Uh, you know, a lot of angry people over Chukes. Here's uh, at M Drizzy to twenty two. Melissa, mm. pray for your Steelers fans, friends. We were just robbed of thirty million. <laughs> a lot of people were complaining about this contract, acting like. Uh, we didn't just 15 years ago give Max Starks 15 million over two years. That was 15 years ago. So of course, Chooks is going to get 20 million over two years. It's, it's that's just uh, inflation. Well, also too, if if Chooks gets that the full 30 million, he's played very well. The odds of his, the odds of that happening are not not great. I hope it works out because that means again he'll have played very well, and they don't cut him after the second year. He'll so. be our starter for three years. Mm-hmm. If you know, if he pays out that full contract, and he's our right tackle starter, mm-hmm. which is what uh, which would be the best case scenario. Certainly. Um, let's go to uh, let's get a little more uh, haters here. Mm-hmm. At Reggie Barnes three, us we got good cap space this year. Steelers. Yep, sign Chooks for thirty mil. <laughs> it's something I forget where I was reading about this in the news just the other day. Is that people don't understand percentages, and and I get that because I'm bad with math too. But like, it's very hard for folks to look at, especially when you're emotion and you're upset and you're having a bad Tuesday or whatever. And you look at okay, the Steelers. You see the thing. Okay, Steelers have forty something million in cap space. Oh, but they signed Chooks for thirty million. Like it's not all that thirty million <laughs> this year. Yeah, I'd be complaining if they gave them thirty million for one year that might be overpaying for chooks however that's not what occurred i hated it yeah all right um let's well hey uh, ramon foster has the uh has the um he's got the what what am i trying to he's got the hookup he actually knows chooks he actually knows him here's at ramon foster even if they think it's an overpaying situation that's not what the market suggests and who are you going to replace him with two two good points the Mm -hmm. market uh, was ten million a year for these tackles, mm-hmm. um, and so we had to ma- we had to I think we offered eight mil or so, you know, I think we offered twenty four at first, and so sure. we had to meet. I th- I don't know, was it the Titans and someone? Else? There were two teams. I yeah, would, I'm so- sure there were two. I'm sure there were at least two teams in on Chooks. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, when you overpay at one position, you'll probably have to underpay at another. That's the how the salary cap works. Somewhere there will have to be a sacrifice, most likely. And so. I mean, if and who the question? Who are you going to replace him with? If we cut him, then I, I guess you have to it would have had to have kept zach banner and you also would probably have to find a tackle in the first round i mean it's you know that 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 because that's not a position if if it was expensive to find chooks it'd be more expensive to find someone else so mm. let's let's welcome some of the newcomers to the team mm-hmm. uh welcome to steeler nation hope you survive the experience um let's start with our own <laughs> At Andrew Wilbar from uh, right here at Behind the Steel Curtain. Mm-hmm. Steelers are signing center Mason Cole to a three-year deal. Great signing that I mentioned in today's article. I, mm. I bring this up because Andrew, I mean, look, Andrew picked 11 
potential signings. Wow. So he cast a big net. Okay. But you know, he did mention Mason Cole when mm. no one, none of the so-called pundits, Couch Colberts out there in the national media or in the blogosphere. Mm-hmm. No one mentioned uh, Mason Cole. There, oh. I, I found one other person on Twitter, at JTownMike90. Mm. So I'll give a shout out to JTown and our own Andrew Wilbar for uh, for Mason Cole here. <laughs> do you, what, do you, what do you think about him? Uh, you know, this guy is... You know, he's. I look at him as like the new BJ Finney. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think it's it's the Steelers are also big on did you play well against us, and this guy really <laughs> did in that Thursday night Minnesota game. He absolutely uh, uh, would d- d- just dominated the Steelers defensive line. So it, I think that means a lot to them when they tend to see that kind of thing. That's the secret to winning. Mm-hmm. If you take all the players that beat you, mm-hmm. then there's no one left to beat you. Right. It's it's also, but I mean, but in reality, I mean, I'll, I'll take that over. Like, okay, we watched you know endless tape of this guy playing the Bears or something like they they hear they saw him up front and personal and they couldn't stop him um it's uh it's you know a lot of people are saying that he's not any different than kendrick green uh here's a tweet for at steelers only steelers only in the two seasons he saw 900 plus snaps cole's grades place him 47th among Mm. centers in 2018 and 42nd in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, although PFF, I gotta say, ranked him 13th best center last year. If I don't trust PFF's rankings, I'm certainly not going to trust at Steelers only <laughs> underscores rankings. <laughs> so, it, 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 I mean, like you said, I think this guy, potential backup, potential starter, spot starter, position flexibility. That, that uh, like, okay, I, 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 but I didn't. I don't think I expected this guy to come in here and be Marquise Pouncey necessarily, or prime Marquise Pouncey rather. But they didn't spend a whole whole lot of money on him, and perhaps they could coach him up. I, I, I've always appreciated the Steelers, and they've stuck to this. The idea of the free agent, uh, when you sign a free agent, it's based on what you could potentially do versus what you've already done. Yeah, especially we we don't pay the people that have already done stuff. We don't pay for those people, right? You know? And they're the ones that are still out there, like right now. Like Vaughn Miller, who's the Hall of Famer and an all-time great and all that. But, how? I mean, he was great in the Super Bowl. Maybe he has a couple good years left. Maybe he doesn't. Like, it, you know, whereas this guy, I'm pretty confident this cool guy's best potential is still ahead of him. And a lot of these guys, the corner we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. Let's, uh, well, let's get to the corner. Here's, uh, mm-hmm. here is at Schultz report, Jordan Schultz. Levi Wallace is a big get for Pittsburgh who will immediately pay dividends in the rugged AFC North. He's a starter for us, a team source says. Great. It, that all sounds good to me. What was it? It was, I mean, this guy, what was the snapshot? Undrafted free agent, worked his way up, became a starter. I saw the nice interception he got against Ben in the, uh, the, the, during the pandemic era games. It, uh, yeah, this looks fine. This looks like, again, exactly the kind of guy they signed. It looks to me like he is just... Uh, the younger Joe Hayden. He is mm. he's good against the run. Um, you know, he might he might get burned. He's not the you know, not the fastest. He might get burned uh here and there. But okay. uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know. That's that, just that's just that, what that I just that tends to I think that I think that overlooks a bit just how great Joe Hayden was at his prime when he came out as like the sixth overall pick or whatever. Well, I mean, of course, Hayden was I mean, amazing. Hayden like, ab- above the neck, we, you know, we don't know if this guy brings those intangibles, mm. but as as far as just, you know, uh Twitter highlights. <laughs> he looks like Joe Hayden uh, 2.0. I see. I see. Okay. You know, but not everyone is crazy about him. Let's. Uh, mm. There's a reason why uh, Buffalo didn't want to sign him for two years, eight million. Okay. Let's 
at Tommy Jaggy, mm-hmm. Tommy Jaggy, who uh, who tweets more than maybe anyone in Steeler Nation. <laughs> Not crazy about the Le- Levi uh, Wallace edition, to be honest. Good mm. size and physicality versus the run, but not a great athlete. Leet, and I think his play has gone downhill since his rookie season. Mm. I mean, if this guy is has the same say he has the same weaknesses as Hayden, you know, he's not going to you can't put him on an island with a wide out. Um, you know, what, what would you say this is a big plus or uh, just are we net positive or just status quo? No, it's a net positive because he's, even if he's just Joe Hayden right now, the way Hayden is right now, he's also much younger. Hayden isn't going to play like Hayden is right now for that much longer because eventually even someone who's as tremendous an athlete as Hayden is, is eventually going to fall off. Whereas again, this Wallace guy still has some of his better years uh, ahead of him. The uh, Signing Wallace is so different from the way the Steelers tend to draft corners, which is where like, let's find the most athletic guy we can whether or not he has the slightest idea of how to play cornerback. And sometimes this really works out and sometimes it really doesn't since, you know, Justin Lane is still on special teams. But um, well, I mean, it sounds like um, Levi is kind of what we are hoping for out of maybe James Pierre. You know, he was yeah. like someone kind of uh, mm-hmm. had potential to get in there, didn't make it in the lineup this past season. Uh, you know, who knows? I guess. Right. In, in or com- just a, yeah. I mean, it's it's even, even a little bit different because, I mean, Levi was there with Minka in Alabama. But it but again, a guy that wasn't drafted, a guy that worked his way up, that maybe had some gifts, but not, you know, the big, big uh, uh, resume that others did. And he fought his way through it. And the fact that he fought his way to this position to the point where a team like the Steelers could sign him for this money speaks very well off him and it's a cornerback a, a position that we needed all we know mm-hmm. is that we needed to do something at corner and we did something so yeah, i mean and i think anytime the steelers get to the draft the goal is always to say this could work <laughs> this could work and that, that really is it i mean and sometimes it does and a lot of times it doesn't but this could work that is what the steelers are always working towards well steeler nation did get fired up about one signing of right. course uh you know this guy was actually on some of the lists that people uh made out there mm-hmm. let's go to at z flash nfl zach caledonia mm-hmm. james daniels was cbs 14th ranked free agent Steelers basically got a top 10 free agent when you take out some of the obvious names that they weren't going to get, like Vaughn Miller or Allen Robinson. Well, mm-hmm. why don't we Why don't we take out more names that we weren't going to get, like, uh, you know, like uh, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Let's say <laughs> he's our free agent. Well, let's just say we made the best free agent signing ever. Let's say why are we taking out uh, some names like Vaughn Miller? Let's take let's just say he's the best free agent signing ever. Uh <laughs> This was obviously we needed line help, mm. and this seems to address it. Right, and again, this is not someone that they had to overspend for because he did so many all pro things in Chicago. This guy, no, this this is this is this was the signing where this people seemed to calm down because again, it's a name they've heard of, even if they'd only heard of it in from being one of these ridiculous lists. Exactly, but, this was someone that every little blogger out there uh, could put on their list because you know he was actually a. Star starter somewhere mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. when when he when he rung the bell uh, everyone was like yeah we know we know who this That's guy is name it's a, we've seen this is obviously a great decision <laughs> um let's keep the let's keep the love going at bradley locker james daniels cap hit is under 4.2 million this year not only has kevin colbert signed impact players but he's also done so using team-friendly contracts all the steelers fans calling for his early retirement owe him a sincere apology mm-hmm. uh this was where the, you know people started to the light at the tunnel was starting to come you know all these haters at the beginning oh, of the yes. day who uh you know were... the people that had just been shouting since monday morning since the since since the clocks changed about legal tampering yeah they were yelling after about 100 milligrams 
Rams' annex. They started coming around here. We, we've got the O-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we, we, we made it around a full acceptance by the end of the day. Mm. Uh, here's the tweet from at Kevin Adams 26. Kevin Adams, that O-line going to be so much improved. Quarterback that can run. A great running back. Weapons in DJ and Muth. Are we going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Hell, are we the March Super Bowl champs this uh, year? Uh, well, it's, it's, even in the fantasy where you throw out the sarcastic line of are we going to win the Super Bowl, there's nothing about the defense in the tweet. That was so <laughs> interesting about that to me. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, well, let's go to... How about at Steel Legends? Mm. Thus far, Steelers did some good work finding, uh, filling needs in free agency. QB, O-line, and now cornerback. I give us a B minus. But if any of these guys blossom, easy a B plus or A minus. Wow, this guy's really grading on a tough curve. <laughs> this guy is. It's, 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 again, to me, it always comes back to this could work. And that's exactly what this guy is trying to say with the B minus to B plus today. Well, this could work. When will when will he uh, reevaluate those grades? Uh, you know? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure when Mr. Legends uh, looks at uh, his criteria. You know, do you give a midseason report card in the next? Because Witherspoon, last year people were like, oh, fire Colbert for the oh, Witherspoon yeah. trade. Again, that's, you'll never, I know I've said this before, but you'll never see a two roads diverging in the woods quite like that Oakland, Oakland that Vegas game where Ruggs caught that touchdown over a kilo witherspoon <laughs> now look at those two guys like but um yeah. but yeah it, 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 my guess is mr legends updates and changes his steeler grades almost daily between now and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the end of next season uh, well i mean a b minus is uh i mean that's that's not even head of the class so uh i'm gonna give us easily i'm gonna give us the a minus okay not? well there you I'm go gonna, there, there you go. go that sounds fair again with before saint patrick's day yes <laughs> i i find that to be a fair grade i might bump it up to an a depending on uh <laughs> depending on playoffs we'll see we got look we got so much to talk about and we're gonna go way long today let's uh we still got to talk about um we still got to talk about mitch trubisky we haven't even talked about our quarterback yet uh, we got to talk about the mocks. We get the, all the mock drafts still. Um, and I still want to talk about, I don't know, A.B. versus Ryan Clark. I think uh, a lot of Steelers history to be learned. You know, you can't, uh, if you, you're doomed to repeat history if you don't learn from it or something. Is that? I, I hope we get players of that caliber to repeat stuff, yeah. All right, uh, let's take this break uh, so you can learn about some other podcast or something. Um, <laughs> and then we'll be right back. Renegade, that means it's the second half. And uh, we've got to come from behind because, man, these Steeler fans have just been off the wall this week. Uh, you know, we talked about all the free agency stuff. What, what we haven't even touched on our, our quarterback yet. Play the music! QB22, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB22, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want gold and black? But don't get sad. If QBs do what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. 
All right. So uh, I guess the question is, are we? Uh, should we get Mitch fitted for that yellow jacket now uh, or later? This is uh, this is this is maybe the most. Uh, is it the biggest headline in Steeler Nation in the last twenty years? In the last eighteen years? Uh, I don't know. Let's start with at real Clark twenty five Ryan okay. Clark. In Mitchell, I now trust. Yeah, that'll last till the first interception he throws in the game. <laughs> oh. That matters. What about uh, what about at J Round Thirty Two? Josh Roundtree from the so-called fan and KDKA. The Steelers would have won the AFC North with Mitch Trubisky at QB last season, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's not that's not crazy. That's possible. It's just. In that, even in this world, they win the AFC North in a way without having beaten the Bengals in either of those games because they were not a Mitch Trubisky away from winning either of those games. They would have, if they would have, say we we uh, we don't tie the Lions and say we win one other game. Yeah, Minnesota or uh, 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 L.A. or um, yeah, that that puts us. Uh, that gives us a division. Yes, it's just it, again, it, and maybe it'll change once I see the guy. But it's it's hard. It, it's weird because it's it's going to be. We're going to find this a lot. I think going forward, it's going to be hard to compare last season to any other season, just because yeah. last season was so bizarre in that they would look so bad for three quarters and then be like this Super Bowl, this literal contender in the fourth quarter. And I, I think that just because it because I'm thinking like okay, if you're giving them these games they win, then you got to say hey, maybe they lose some of those. <laughs> Games, they don't have a big fourth quarter comeback, but yeah, maybe in this other parallel dimension, they're also not down big in the third quarter either. So that's how it's it's even harder to get through the multiverse of last yeah. season uh, uh, when you really start to think about it. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far to say Mitch uh, would have made us a playoff team, right? Uh, right. The playoff, the fourth quarter comebacks alone is something only Ben does, right? So. And it's but are they down that big in the third with Mitch? I mean, again, maybe we can have this conversation like after you know a quarter of the next season once we've seen Mitch in a Steelers jersey like in a way that wasn't photoshopped maybe then we can think about uh, figure this uh, analogy out well now the question is you know is this the long-term guy or is he what they're calling a bridge QB here's the he'll uh, determine that he'll determine that yeah here's the tweet from M Drizzy 22 Melissa Mm -hmm. I like this Trubisky signing even more didn't pick up another QB's contract didn't Mm -hmm. lose draft picks didn't lose players in a trade 14 million for two years I can live with this bridge QB situation yeah but now if you go to our fan of the year at rickfish412 now i know this isn't what people what people to hear but the steelers didn't sign mitch as a bridge qb they already had that in mason they signed him up because they believe he can be a long-term solution well i mean it's it's but the last sentence of this rick guy's tweet is we won't draft a qb this year unless someone falls in our lap that was always the best case scenario was to not have to trade up for one of those qbs so yeah i think i think these people are both right i think you get it it, it, i mean it always made the most because if you don't sign someone like mitch then you're literally just handing it off to mason and hoping whereas with this mitch guy okay that you can let these guys have a competition maybe one of them is better than the other maybe maybe they're both the bridge guy maybe one's the bridge guy Maybe one guy actually steps up and claims this thing for a while. But uh, I, I agreed with this Melissa's tweet so heartedly. This makes a lot of sense. What would you have to see? What would I mean, what even defines a bridge QB? Are we talking about 
uh, you know, are we talking about completion percentage? Are we talking about touchdowns versus interceptions? What would you what what metric are you putting on this to say, oh, this guy's just a temporary thing? Well, what well, obvious the first answer is wins, and the second is there's a bit of the eye test. I mean, as I remember, as much as I despise that kind of idea, it makes a lot of sense because as you remember, because I remember you and I talking about this at the time when you know Ben went down with the elbow injury and Mason came in and the Steelers were winning those games because the defense was great in the games that Mason wasn't turning it over. There'd be all those weird articles about how Mason's stats were amazing, despite the fact you'd watch the game and you're like, I'm not seeing that exactly, but I'm seeing a lack of interceptions. That's where it becomes the, and that's where so much of our perception of Mason was cemented. So I think that's a big part of where, you know, this bridge guy versus not bridge guy argument comes from. The not, I mean, you know, there were some people that liked it, but a lot mm -hmm. of people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. I'll say. I'll, maybe it's half and half. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the haters here. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Andrew Filipponi at the Pony Express. Trubisky has a chance to be the worst starting quarterback in Steelers history. This is the end of an era. <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback for almost twenty years. Now we experience firsthand how the rest of the world lives. <laughs> I mean, what does this guy have to do to be the worst starting QB in Steelers history? Well, I mean, technically, he does have a chance to be the worst starting QB in Steelers history. Like that's always up there for everyone. But um, no, but to be the worst starting, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, it's it, it's entirely possible. I mean, I imagine again, whoever the worst starting starting quarterback in Steelers history was I don't think any of us were alive to see him I feel like that would have been someone from like way way back when but yeah it's it's there have been a lot of bad ones but um you know Trubisky could be but this also could work out a lot better than Andrew thinks too it's just again it's not a name that you've heard of and I think again with so much of this it, it, the Mitch thing is that you know he started for the Bears he was a big deal for the Bears a team that's on your TV a team that you've heard of a team that has a passionate fan base so when Mitch would screw up you would see it because the Bears were around, like... Well, let's look at who some of the who might be up for the worst cube starting QB mm -hmm. in Steelers history. I tried to I went back in uh, not all the way back to the you know to the pre uh, yeah to the pre Super Bowl era, but mm -hmm. uh, I mean you had Tom Zach mm -hmm. who was fifteen and twelve. I mean you know that's hard went to say to the, won a playoff game. Yeah, hard oh. to say that's the worst. Uh, Joe Gilliam mm -hmm. uh, back in the Bradshaw era. Uh, I mean he went four two and one, although he threw nine touchdowns and seventeen. Picks. Picks. Right. Um, Pretty good supporting cast, too. Well, yeah, yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Duck went three and three. Mm -hmm. hard, I, you know, hard to say that's the worst. I mean, no. Land, Landry Jones, three and two. Mm hmm. Uh, Kent Graham. Now we're starting to look. Let's see here. Two and three. One touchdown, one interception. That's mm -hmm. that's got to be up there. That, that's pretty bad. I remember those games. Yeah. But I think and, you know, hit me in the tweets if I'm wrong, but I think our worst starting QB uh, in at least in the Super Bowl era, has got to be Jim Miller, mm. who played three quarters uh, and, and went nine for seventeen for eighty-three yards. Yeah, in, in his only starting appearance for the and Steelers, again, had a pretty good team. I mean, they weren't you know the Super Steelers of the seventies, but that wasn't a bad team around Jim. There were much worse Steeler teams that we've seen than that. So yeah, Miller could certainly be it. And it's and I think what's interesting, I like how you bring up Miller as an example because Miller won and did so in a not terribly blowing everyone away uh, competition at camp. 
Oh, and, yeah. and that's and I think that's so much of you know the determination of who's a bridge guy and who isn't beyond the eye test and beyond the games is also the people that see these guys every single week, every single you know practice. That that has a lot of say too, and who's a bridge guy and who isn't. I think there is a uh, I think there is a very similar trajectory in what's going to be this year's QB battle compared to that '96 yeah. uh, camp battle. I think that's right between Tom, Zach, Cordell, and Jim Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had more time, I you know I want to get the quote from Bill Cow. <laughs> book because he really addresses it in in why and his maybe it's a, his warning for Tomlin uh but we just there's just so much to get to maybe we'll try to get to that next week okay um, but I think that there is a uh, there's going to be a deep correlation and uh we have the the we have the the data from the past history will lead our way to the future <laughs> if if we follow it um okay. let's go let's let's uh let's finish up on some of this trubisky stuff how about okay Let's go to at Tim Benz PGH mm. from the Trib. There's no reason to have Trubisky, Rudolph, and Haskins. None. Frankly, there's no reason to have any any of the three of them. Mm. But I know, I know, they'll fix the QB positions with numbers. Awesome. I mean, what is this the worst QB room in Steelers history? We got three uh, first round graded talent. I think that's just it. If if you don't believe that you can coach up one or any of these guys, then you've conceded all of your evaluation to the scouts and to the media. So they, each of these guys has a different, if not very strong, physical attribute that they hope they can coach around and get rid of the negative aspects. So yes, I'd rather have these three guys, each with some big talent, versus, you know, what, Gardner Minshew. And um, let's not, I don't want to, I you know, we've, we're leaving out Mace in some of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that it's still going to be a camp battle, right? I mean, it's not, we're not, seven million a year isn't ordaining Trubisky as the as the quarterback. Easily the funniest outcome is Mason goes on to be all pro quarterback. That is easily the absolute most hilarious way this could come about. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a real competition. As you and I spoke and we were messaging on Monday, This they paid Mitch enough that he really is going to have to win this. They're not just going to hand it to him. And you know, and Mason has everything to prove, and and, uh, and I'm I'm kind of rooting for him to. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Guy's to been see through him. a lot. Guy's been through a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing him making it a tough decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the the question I have, uh, the final question I have on Trubisky, is it hashtag Trupitsky or hashtag Mitchberg? Uh, I, I'm personally, I'm, uh, as we sit here before St. Patrick's Day, going to go with the latter just because I, I imagine after two beers, it's very hard to go. No, no, no. I'm saying true Pitsky, not true Bisky. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to get into that. Um, uh, let's uh, let's we got so much to get to. Uh, just one <laughs> one one quick thing on Mace. Uh, OK, because this this came before the signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a tweet from at Ian's up. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, if you had to start week one with one of these quarterbacks, who are you riding with? Mason Rudolph, 36.5%. Colin Kaepernick, 63.5%. I mean, I, I, I'd i love if they brought him in to work him out. I just worry at this point there's a few too many gray hairs in that lovely and <laughs> that amazing hair that Kaepernick has. But, uh, you know, a quarterback that's on the move, with it, that moves very well, that has a big arm, that has a history, a track record of winning in this league, I just don't know if there's anything left there. It, um, yeah. Well, it, but, but, but what it's telling to me is that really no one wants Mason. You know, 
right. No one's it, giving him a chance in this. Yes, no, no one is. No one is. It, uh, that that you are hundred percent correct in feeling that. That's why again, it's he's very much the underdog, and he and and no matter who they were going to bring in, uh, he was always going to be the underdog in this fight. But uh, but I like he's like you. I I sincerely hope he gives it everything he has and makes it tough. I might uh, I might I might have to get that number two jersey. Maybe I'm rooting for him. I don't know. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get to, you know, the if, if we weren't talking about free agency, we were still talking about mock draft uh, season. It was the busiest mock, was it really? busiest week in mock drafts uh, oh, this man. year yet. Uh, let's get to the music. I've seen so many mocks by different names all across the web, but they're all the same. Yeah. I don't care how you analyze the situation. To me, it's all just mental masturbation. There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. Ah. Oh, yeah. If you weren't paying attention to the mocks this week, uh, you were congratulations. Yeah, congrats because uh, there was a lot of mocks going on. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's get to at Pittsburgh Sport Steeler takeaways. You know, a lot of Col- Colbert haters, but okay. you know he had this to say. I will say, in looking at the past twenty years, the Steelers hit on seventy-five percent to eighty percent of their first-round picks. That's pretty damn spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had ten Pro Bowlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had longtime starters, including Kendall Simmons, Santonio Holmes, Mendenhall, Bud Dupree, uh, even Edmonds. Mm-hmm. I think those count as hits, not Certainly. misses. Yes. So, I mean, the only misses. Uh, I would say maybe Ziggy Hood, mm-hmm. Jarvis Jones, Artie Burns, who was—I mean—who started his whole time. Oh yeah, and Ziggy Ziggy Hood also. I mean, the guy went on to have a decade career, decade-long career, but he was never as good with the Steelers as his grade was. At uh, that, that justified the position. So you know, people worried that Colbert. Uh, has lost it. No, no. I think this is this might be his best work. He's putting together his some of his best work yet, and that might culminate in this draft. Who knows? I hope. Yeah. Um. So th- I guess the question is, this is from at the Mike Drive, James Lawhorn Jr. Now that the Steelers have signed Mitch Trubisky, what do you think they should do with their first round selection? Uh sixty-one point five percent are still saying O line. Twenty-five point three percent saying a QB. Uh, 9.9% defense, only 3.3% say trade down. Uh, again, I, I wonder exactly when Mr. The Mike Drive put this out, depending on where this was in the last 72 hours. This Because if you say it on Monday, sure, it's all O-line. If you say this by like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, maybe that changes because they signed all those other guys. It, uh, but the point is, and I think what's so neat about this, that what this survey does show, is that, the, the, and I know this is a big part of Colbert's school, is to have enough guys signed so that you don't have to go into the draft and have to reach for this position you really can try to get your grades closer to the best kind of player you need at the time where where do you where do you see us in at this point now that we've addressed you know well we've picked up some o-line but we you know we let go a tackle so uh, you know yeah and i could also i mean the offensive line will always make sense but it's also as we sit here right now they haven't added an impact free agent to the defensive line nor have they done so to the linebackers or so i mean so yeah so i would tend to think right now that's where i could see them going but also that's because right now that's where they haven't signed some 
somebody. That could change by the time you, gentle listener, hear this podcast. Yeah, by the time you sober up from uh, St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> we might have uh, we might have an all twenty two. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, this kind of speaks to what you're saying, but we'll let's we'll just bring it up again. Mm-hmm. This is at Carter Critiques, Christopher Carter. Mm-hmm. At this point, Steelers can go best player available in first round. Mm-hmm. You know, they may still have their eyes on an interior O line. Uh, he's saying Tyler Linderbaum, Zion Johnson. I, this I, this this probably came uh, prior to uh, our two O line signings. It very well could. I mean, it's it's. But those are still still two great players that are probably going to go on to have good careers. So yeah, you could still end up drafting those guys if you know all the quarterbacks are gone and all the big D linemen are gone and you aren't sure about the wide receivers and all the tackles are gone. Sure, these guys might be a fine option. Um, interior line seems. Lockdown, you mm-hmm. know, uh, tackle could be a, a, a possibility. Always, you know, but the 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 mocks are still giving us a quarterback. Mm. Uh, we six mocks this week are giving us Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincy. I mean, the guy does seem to have good physical attributes. I mean, again, I, I, you know, you look at the numbers on him and you're like, okay, well, why did this guy, why in so many places was he mocked in the second round before yeah. this? Is it just because he didn't have as good a career as uh, 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 Pickett or he doesn't have the big potential athleticism of Willis? I don't know. At um it, but, you know, yeah, in the beginning of the year, everyone was saying second round for him. Now it's saying mm-hmm. first round. I mean, if if Pickett's not there, if uh, Willis isn't there, I mean, those are the names we heard. Right. So, you know, if they went with uh, Desmond Ritter in the first round. And that could even be a guy maybe where you can do some of that trading down and maybe you do get an extra third or even a second with that kind of thing. So, it, so yeah, but again, by signing Trubisky, it's not like, okay, we have to get a quarterback right now, which I think was a big part of the goal. Um, we've got some new names to the mock wars. Believe it or not, we're still adding names to the wow. mock wars. Uh, welcome to Steelers mock drafts. Jamison Williams, the mm. uh, wide out from Alabama. Okay. You know, two mocks. No one picked him all year, but now all of a sudden this week, two mocks picked him, including uh, our own behind the steel curtains, Andrew Wilbar. Oh, okay. Uh, wide out in the first round? Well, I mean, they're going to need some more at, uh, unless they sign somebody uh, that they can count on here pretty quick that, yeah, they're going to need someone. So I, I that's very they're go- they're probably going to draft a wide out in the first three rounds. That one I feel reasonably confident about. So I could see. So, uh, yeah, so that certainly could include the first. I mean, you know, I think about first round wide outs. I'm thinking like Plex Burris. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Santonio Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the it's not we don't. We don't go there in the first round lightly. You know, we pick guys that can, you know, uh, Charles Johnson. eh, Maybe that's he was a first rounder, but I'm not. Yeah. And that was also a different time. And also maybe they were looking for a different thing in wide receivers, you know. So, I mean, that would would certainly be interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. Wide out. Also new to the mock wars. Welcome Devontae Wyatt, the Mm. uh, defensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, From uh, Yahoo and the L.A. Times writer Sam Farmer says, if Willis and Pickett are gone, address the defensive line up front. I mean, yeah, that, that fine with that too. That uh, that's that's again, you're you're never you're probably never going to make like a big mistake drafting offensive or defensive linemen in the first round if you don't know where specifically to go. That's always a need you're going to have. What about defensive tackle specifically? I mean, you know, like 
those guys only log 25% of the snaps in games. Right, which is sort of the reason I've always kind of wondered about the Davis guy. It's just the only thing is that the Steelers looked so, so bad against the run for so, so much of the season. You're like, okay, it's only, you know, these first two downs. It's only so many snaps. Okay, well, those are the snaps where they lost the game. So, yeah. like, that's 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 all right. Maybe we can do something about that. And then Ben doesn't have to throw this perfect pass to Fryermuth while some dude's hanging off of him. Like, um. Uh, and you know, and Alalalu is thirty-five years old. You know, not uh, right. I mean, you're not expecting twelve hundred snaps out of him. Exactly. Yes. Nor should you ever. And poor guy just coming off a big injury. Like, and Adams, who is is uh, is our, our local hero as of late. But mm-hmm. you know, keep in mind that the guy wasn't on a roster, right? Right. I mean, so. exactly. And it's also it's they, he made some nice plays, but it's not like he was in there like shutting down the run in the last in the last month or so when he played, like. Not by himself. So uh, let's get the let's get the mock tally here. Okay, we're up to twenty three players. Wow, uh, in a hundred and two oh, mock man, drafts, we we had nineteen uh, in the last week, and these are major uh, publications or right. uh, Steeler publications. You know, I'm not doing every every person's no, mock no, no, off no, Twitter. No. Um, still in the lead with fifteen mock drafts. Malik Willis. Wow, he gained two this we'll week. We'll see what that does this week. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if he came to if he came to twenty, that would be a heck of a room. Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, and uh, and Malik Willis. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another quarterback right behind him, Matt Corral with eleven. He gained mm. one. Wow. Uh, and then Sam Howell with nine. He gained two this week. Wow. So okay. our top three mocks are still QB. Jeez. Now, now I should keep in mind all of these. These are all pre Trubisky, Trubisky mm-hmm. mocks. You know, we'll 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 start a new. We won't start a completely new tally next week, but <laughs> we'll do the pre post Mitch uh, mocks. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I mean twenty thirty six out of one hundred. Two mocks give us a uh, give us one of those three QBs. That doesn't even include Ritter or Pickett. Wow! Um, so they're still mocking us a QB. Yeah. Uh, the biggest gainer this week with six mocks was Ritter. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that they finally started stop putting them in the second round. Yeah. Um, any who else we've got? Well, O line. We've still got Penning with eight mocks. Linderbaum with eight mocks. He gained three this wow. week. Linderbaum, who I bet that number drops off after the, uh, the right. free agency. I mean, yeah. we've got you know we've got like three people who can play center now, right? Um, you know, and we've got John Leglow over there still too. I don't. We don't need him. Uh so a lot, a lot of mocks. We'll see how that mock changes. Wow. Wow. Um, gosh, we're going so long. I really wanted to get. To A B versus Ryan Clark. Well, we can do it another time. I mean, that's uh, okay. that's a timeless thing. It's not like it's getting newer. <laughs> well, it, it just ha- it happened in the last week. Oh, it's already I see what you, you know, mean. it's already a week old. I see. What but you, mean. you know, no one's the conversation about this hasn't been what it should be. Mm. Uh, Steeler Nation hasn't learned the lessons of the Killer B era yet. So uh, <laughs> keep it here with it. You know, only person that really has been talking about this is our own. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict on Behind mm. the Steel Curtain, but we'll, we'll get to this next week because there's a okay. lot there's a lot to get into and Good. a lot of uh, unspoken history. We're you know we're going to be the new Jim Wexels. We're going to be writing <laughs> Steelers history. Uh, all right, what can we get? Let's. <laughs> geez, we got to get we got to wrap this up. We got to get. Okay. To, um, well, hey, you know, let's. Uh, well, let's wish it's happy. It's it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Hey. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. The greatest Irish Steelers in okay. history. Uh, and by that I mean Notre Dame. Okay, makes sense. Let's yeah. here's my top five. Tell me how you feel. Uh, number five, Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Number four, Stefan Tuitt. Mm-hmm. Number three, Terry Henratty. He was, mm. uh, you know, he was he got yeah. two 
uh, two rings behind and Bradshaw. Spielberg named, uh, what was it, Tom Hanks's character in uh, Catch Me If You Can after him, if I remember correctly. Oh, I'm okay. pretty sure about that, yeah. That's a, uh, that's a nice fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky Blyer, mm-hmm. number two, and I gotta say, number one is Jerome Bettis, right? Yeah, those. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, the only thing anyone could ever possibly. I mean, I agree with every. I agree with what you did. I mean, it's again, I was not around for the seventies, but some people could put Rocky ahead of the bus. But I'm fine with this. What you did here, I think that's of of Notre Dame Steelers. That's definitely it. Yeah, well, I tried to find Irish, like real Irish American Steelers, mm-hmm. but uh, that's just that's hard. I don't know, you know, because yeah, then you would go way, way back. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, there were the Roonies, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, Blood McNa- Blood McNally, who was our uh, fullback. He he went under the Hall of Fame mostly for his contribute as a Packer. Okay, makes sense. And it's it's. it's I still remember the game they played in Ireland that preseason game. At the, yeah. At, at, um, All right. Well, let's get to the lightning round here. Okay. Let's start with. Let's start with our own at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. We have named Isaac Williams as our assistant offensive line coach. Uh, now, there was a little bit of drama behind this. People were saying that they couldn't fill this position. Right, they couldn't find someone that actually wanted to do it, yes. Which which, which means that all of you that were yelling about the team on Twitter, you could have been actually applying to this job. Yeah. <laughs> Why Why would it be hard to fill a, an assistant O-line? Is it because our own line is so young? Is it because Tomlin is a, is a control freak in, in the office? I mean, you know. One, a, a few things. One, I imagine, I mean, again, I have no idea about how a football team works internally, but I imagine as far as jo- jobs go, this is a pretty thankless one, which involves <laughs> a lot of work and not a lot of credit. And secondly, I do remember, was I reading Dale Lawley? I forget who it was. And again, I'm reading someone on Twitter and who knows whether they're saying it true or not. There's sources that it's it's not easy to do this kind of job because what was it that the, the idea that Canada only watches video by himself and, oh. and then gives you notes without you sit there and watch the video with them so it, oh um, is that true I mean that's what Lolly said I mean that's what a few of them said so it's uh so I mean and that wouldn't be easy to work that way I mean I know that from working in uh, working for companies myself but it um but I, I have no idea the fact that it took this long to find somebody and this guy that hey it, it feels like this real boomer bust pick because again you don't know the guy you know it's not like this is a name or someone we saw play even you know so hey maybe this guy works out he's a master's at, like you said a master's education smart guy maybe he comes in and he excels at the job who knows and i think he comes from a historically uh black university so okay. some of these some of these critics who were like oh you know tomlin doesn't walk the walk on his own staff <laughs> what that was about a couple weeks ago that I don't was know. pretty bizarre that um, was pretty bizarre let's uh let's mm-hmm. move on to at blitzberg uh alejandro venerueva i'm not going to miss football at all the world of football in the nfl always seemed a little bit circus-like to me, he announced his retirement. He looked like he was packing retirement weight. The oh other. yeah, yeah, that, that picture with Haley. Where he was like, This looks like a happy man. This guy, this guy looks like he's going to enjoy a nice pizza and not having to be in the gym every day. Can't disagree with him about the NFL seeing a little bit circus-like. If anything, it um yeah, it uh, uh, uh that that it might even be an understatement. But again, it's just Villanueva has always amazed me for so many reasons. Maybe on the things he's done off the field and on the field and all that. But just this man that's truly unlike anyone else. This like real apex dude always had this like kind of down home you're kind of like him quality I mean I'll never forget for my entire life that game the Penguins lost in overtime where he was there with the offensive line in the luxury box and he crushes a beer against his head <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right and that's, yeah. and that's like and again you're nothing like this guy but you could be like man if I had millions and I was in a, I might have done the same thing with the camera on me like I, I totally get that 
I, what's what's his ultimate legacy? You know, I, I think of him as the guy we converted from a D line to O line and made yeah. a big huge success. Uh, you know, he's not he may not be Hall of Honor uh, potential, no, but but if he ever shows up again at Heinz Field, he's certainly going to get a, a rapturous applause. I mean, it's it, I mean that's just an amazing dude on so many levels. <laughs> like it's you know I mean you're talking about life transitions. My word, I imagine it also seems like this guy's going to end up okay. Oh yeah, he'll be yeah he'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how about well let, let's go back to uh, our own at Steelers Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, make your nominations for the 2022 Hall of Honor class. It's that mm-hmm. time of year. You know, I try. I was trying to think over this, and um, it's it, it's going to be hard every year to just keep adding to it because we've got the Hall of Famers. You know, mm-hmm. we've got the 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 big impactful players. I was trying to start thinking of some maybe Steelers for lifers yeah. that maybe should get in. I'm thinking, you know, like Ike, an Ike Taylor maybe mm-hmm. or a Heath Miller yes. or an Aaron Smith. It's the guys that again, this that this is, you know, it you know, that oh, he wouldn't make the Hall of Fame, but he'd make the Hall of Very Good. Okay, this is the Hall of Very Good. These <laughs> yes, are literally the yes. nominations we're looking for. So yeah, I'm fine with all those. Again, these guys that you know, you it, it, you can't really make a compelling Hall of uh, Fame case for, but they absolutely deserve to be honored by the team for which they played so well. Maybe even Myron Cope. I don't I'm know. I'm surprised. You know? If, I, I would almost if he's not in, of course he should be in. I just assumed he was in automatically. But if he's not, then that should be the very first order of business. Uh, all right, and finally here, let's go to at. SEC Network, hmm. uh, you know, Coach Tomlin, I'm in the Jordan Davis camp regardless. He's down there this week for uh, Georgia Pro Day where he was asked the the very uh, important <laughs> question, you know, are, are we t- RPOs versus, uh, you know, no huddle? No, no. The big question is, is cereal a soup? Hmm. Oh, don't you want to have the sound on? <laughs> Stupid internet. Uh Let's get to Coach Tomlin. Where do you stand on the cereal and soup conversation? Um, it, it meets one component is wet, but it, but it's not hot, so I would say it's not a soup. Boom! Where I, it doesn't get more matter of fact than that, right? It's it's no. I, I mean, even in something as silly and as goofy as an icebreaker, he has the con- that's supposed to be, be cutesy. He has a well thought out, well argued answer that's very difficult to find disagreement with. If anything, I would say cereal is closer to a curry. It's milk based. Oh, okay. Is, I, it, is that is that a shade beyond the pale? No, I've never actually had curry. I don't know. You could be right. Okay. Well, Trudians are over here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I just had no idea. I mean, I, I always looked at curry. I'm like, wow, it's some kind of exotic oatmeal. I don't know. So yeah, I've, I've never had it. So I don't know. It looks like hummus to me. I have no clue. But it, which I do enjoy. Hummus, that's an, that's an even hotter take. That uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. The, 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 <laughs> I, I, I stumbled ignorantly my way into a hot take i did not mean to do so sincerely um, oh (laughs) i blew it okay well uh what we we gone so long they're gonna they're gonna fire us from uh behind the steel curtain let's uh you know uh until next week we're still gonna be on the on the internet uh tracking all the toxic takes follow me on Twitter at Kyle Christ. Where are you, Greg? Uh, at Greg Benevent. G is in boy. E, uh, yeah, G, Greg B is in boy. E and E V is in Victor. E and T. Forgot my name for a second. Yeah, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can watch me performing stand up uh, tonight at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. Well, uh, you're, you're performing I'll this weekend, there, right? I'll be there. Yeah, Saturday. I'll be there Saturday night, seven thirty and nine thirty. Oh, that's right, Burbank, California, where the Steelers <laughs> stars come out to shine. <laughs> 
All right, Steelers Nation, uh, watch what you're tweeting and, and, and just chill. Please just chill. At least till April.